Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. Hey, welcome. Good to have a few minutes together today. Thanks for joining us. Um, this podcast is uh, kind of tied into my uh, emailed Morning Moments I send out most every day. And uh, you're welcome to sign up for those uh, emails at our church website. And um, they are emailed just in, in mass to whoever. Uh, perhaps you'd like to uh, join us on our audio. We have uh, audio morning moments. It's uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on our church YouTube channel. But um, not always on YouTube because of the... Uh, the way they censor things. So it's always on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Rumble. And then on uh, when I think I'm being good, I post it on YouTube. Sometimes I mess up and they make us stand in our digital corner for a while. But thanks for uh, coming and uh, being a part of things. And uh, I just love what I get to do. I love these 40 years God has allowed my wife and I to be here. I love the friends we've uh, made and the co-workers, the the privilege of working with God's people. And of course, in, in over four decades now, we have learned that, uh, that it's a battle. It's, there is a spiritual war going on. I'm not addressing that today, but if we're going to uh, accomplish what God's called us to accomplish, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to stand strong. We're going to have to resist um, sin and um, we're going to have to resist attacks. We're going to have to resist um, the, tips, the, the temptations of laziness, uh, despair, discouragement. Uh, we're going to have to keep fighting when uh, the fight seems hopeless. And there's all kinds of things we have to face. And uh, today I'm just thinking about strength and, and manliness, and in particular, masculine strength and manliness. Um, obviously, ladies have got to be strong as well. But um, think, with, think with me just a little bit. I'm going to talk about preaching today some. Uh, think with me about some of the preachers that God saw fit to record their sermons. Now, obviously, in in the thousands of years of, of Christian history and then Old Testament history, there's a lot of preaching going on. And in the eternal Word of God, um, there is uh, there are, there are a number of sermons God chose to record, and uh, those sermons I think are neglected in the training of preachers, in the also in the desire to find a church. And I'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's just, let's just think about a couple of preachers. Isaiah 58, 1, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Well, that's, that's some pretty blunt describing, the blunt type of preaching being described. Um, John the Baptist in Matthew 3, 7, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come. When's the last time you heard a Baptist preacher at an altar call, having people coming forward, have him interrupting it and say, hey, you're, you're a generation of vipers. You got no business walking this aisle. Um, he was out in the wilderness and these people are coming to get baptized. And he said, no, no, no. You Pharisees and Sadducees, you're not getting baptized here. You need to bring forth fruits, meat for repentance. Uh, he was strong. 
he was not smiling. He didn't have his, his um, you know, painted on pasty smile like politicians have. Um, consider Jesus in Matthew 12, 34. Jesus said, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Again, later on, he says, ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? So there we've got uh, Isaiah's preaching and John the Baptist preaching and Jesus preaching. And, and so far, you, you don't have much preaching in America that matches that kind of preaching. Think about Stephen further on into New Testament history in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Now, my favorite's clear back in the Old Testament. 1 Kings 18, 27, Elijah has challenged Ahab and the prophets of Baal. He alone is there as a prophet of God, and there's several hundred prophets of Baal. And Elijah said, you make an altar, and I'll make an altar, and you let put your animal on it, and I'll put my animal on it, and you pray. And I'll pray, and the God that answers by fire will let him be God. And the people uh, answered not a word. You know, the people just stood back and said, oh, it's kind of scary here. And um, so get down about, uh, the, of course, the prophets of Baal, they're, they're jumping up and down and praying and screaming and cutting themselves. And First uh, Kings eighteen twenty seven it says, it came to pass at noon. So it's been going on for several hours, that Elijah mocked them. So here's the preacher mocking another religious service, another religious activity going on. He's making fun of them publicly in front of everybody. He said, um, uh, 1 Kings 18, 27, cry aloud, for he is a God, little g. Either he's talking or he's pursuing or he's in a journey or adventure. He sleepeth and must be awaked. Here he is just mocking, just making fun of these guys. Now you take... These are sermons that God chose to record for eternity. Out of the multitudes of preachers and preaching that has gone on, God said, I'm going to write down portions or sermons in their entirety. Stephen's sermon is very long. I guess not compared to my sermons and sermons that are common today, but, but um, these are not just a few words pulled out somewhere for a you know, for my purpose, the, the, go through the Bible and find the preaching. Um, I was I was in a meeting recently where um, I wasn't preaching, um, but um, one of the preachers he preached several times, and he never stopped smiling. He when he's in the pulpit, he's got this this uh, greasy um, I don't know how to even describe what adjective his smile. It's just like pasted on. Um, I feel like I'm, you know, thinking of Gavin Newsom or Joel Osteen or one of these, you know, some politician like a Jimmy Carter or a, or um, Bill Clinton. Um, he just smiled all the time he preached. He smiled. Um, I, I don't know if he ever raised his voice. I don't think he ever raised his voice one time. I don't think he ever named sin. Uh, I don't think he ever pushed anybody to do anything. It was kind of a hang in there, your life matters, you can make it, uh, don't give up kind of a thing. And, and I'm not against that kind of preaching, um, but, uh, but it can be all the time. You know, some, somehow I feel like we're missing Paul's instruction about preaching when he told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 to preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Those words, think about it. These, this is how Paul told Timothy to preach, reprove, rebuke, and exhort 
those three words. Uh, now, here's my unpopular, politically incorrect, masculine, narrow-minded opinion. I think we've allowed TV and politicians and Hallmark to tell us what kind of a spirit a preacher needs to have instead of allowing God in the Bible to cultivate the kind of spirit God wants his men to have. I believe men of God have become feminine. I think we've become nice. I think we've become too afraid of offending anybody. I think we're raising boys who couldn't defend themselves in a fight or protect their family in time of trouble. I think we've got boys who are afraid of speaking the truth for fear someone will not like them in the, in the school or the playground. Um, I think we've determined that the spirit of a preacher needs to be kind and friendly and warm and fuzzy and, and um, rather feminine rather than passionate and truthful. Um, the, the moral compass of, young, of boys and young men is that moral compass is being set by a sappy, um, non-convicting, um, always acceptable mentality that the, the filter of that which is allowed has got to always be acceptable and always got to be appropriate and always has to fit in with the culture. And, and, and men of God, have, true men of God have never fit with the culture. True men of God have always, uh, they said of Sam Jones, somebody said of him one day after preaching, he said, you're, you're petting the cat the wrong direction. Now this is after church. I think it was a lady who said it. And he said, then turn the cat around. That's manliness. It's a, I'm going to preach the truth. You can like it. Now folks, uh, it's just simple. It, 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 this is, this kind of warm, fuzzy, not offending anybody kind of preaching, that is not Bible. Bible preaching offended people. It made people mad. Uh, preachers were beaten, jailed, killed. Um, you, know, you read your Bibles. Look for, the, look for the smiling face of Jeremiah or Ezekiel or Micah. And even the, the first man called to preach was, was uh, called a preacher was Noah over in Peter. They call Noah a preacher of righteousness. He lifted up righteousness, and he was spent a hundred years building that boat, and, and that's where he got the name of being called a preacher of righteousness. You know, just think back to where we came from in America. Remember the old saying, girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice? And then what are boys made of? They're made of snips. I don't even know what snips are. Snips and snails and puppy dog tails. And that's what boys are made of. We're not the same, and we've got to quit making are trying to make our boys into sugar and spice and everything nice. And we need to let our boys become men. Um, we have uh, pulled gender and true diversity out of our children's lives from babies to adulthood. And it is soiling the pulpits. Uh, the quiet hallmark man with his perfect three-day beard who listens with feeling to his gal and then shares his own deep feelings. Uh, the the, the TV guy who sits after work with another of his male co-workers and they're sharing their fears and deep feelings. That's as far from reality as anything manhood can be. Um, you know, we, we, uh, it, it's just unbelievable. Um, in 65 years of being a man, I have never heard or seen in real life any two men sitting around sharing their deep fears and their baggage from their past uh, that didn't happen except in a feminine movie. We're trying to make the guys into girls. 
The feminization of mankind is much written about, but my concern is how much you gals are influencing the preachers we listen to, both in person and online. Um, you girls, you're looking for someone who's nice and kind and his hair's combed good and he's got a the right kind of beard or clean shaven. He's got the right tie and suit and he's gracious and we've tossed out reckless. We've tossed out bold and confidence and thundering out righteousness. You, see, you girls got to be careful. The preacher you girls sneer at because he's rough is probably just what America needs. Um, if you want something soft and warm, go to a ladies conference. But uh, let's, let's don't criticize your husband or your teenage boy listens to some preaching that's loud and rude and a, and a little bit in your face. Stop criticizing men of God who preach like Ezekiel, who was told, Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord, how ye woe worth the day. Um, multiple times. You look at the word howl in your Old Testament, and you'll see the word howl was used over and over to describe the preaching that God commanded people to preach. They should be preaching uh, and with howling. They should be loud and they should be uh, cutting. Um, just what would the softer side of Christian feminine folks think of, of Micah? Uh, Therefore will I wail. Therefore I will wail and howl. I'll go stripped and naked. I'll make a wailing like the dragons and mourning as the owls. And obviously uh, I don't want preachers going around stripped and naked. But these preachers were not concerned about the warm and fuzzy opinions of people. And men had better get back to enjoying their masculinity in things, whether it be play or work, your church. And believing ladies need to urge their men and their boys to toughness and strength in public and in private. And, uh, and again, gals, that preacher who's a little, a little rugged, um, maybe he spent more time in the military than he did in Bible college, you girls, let the man be a man and quit trying to soften our men up. Our pulpits are dying and our nations are turning corrupt and perverse for the lack of preaching on righteousness and holiness. And men in pulpits are afraid to, afraid to preach the Bible for fear they'll, they're going to offend somebody. Preaching needs to be offensive at times. We need in this dirty old world we're in, people better be offended. Um, people need to hear strong, masculine preaching. And there's my offensive thoughts for the day. So God bless you. Thanks for joining us. And I hope you, I'll try to be nicer another day, but I'm not going to try very hard. God bless you. And let's keep living for the Lord.